0: Over the next month, members of fellowship will have the opportunity to nominate new elders to our elder board. In our church governance structure, the elder board is made up of godly men who make critical and significant decisions on behalf of our church body. We are not a church with elders, we're a church led by elders. The nomination and recognition process are very important to the health of our church family. And we ask that you enter into this season prayerfully. Here is what we are asking members of fellowship to do. First, please pray for the elder nomination process and discern whether you should nominate someone to the office of elder. Second, if you do have a nomination, please visit fellowshipnwa.org forward slash and complete the online form. Read the accompanying document entitled Qualifications of an Elder, before making your nomination. Or, if you prefer a paper nomination form, you may pick one up at the information desk located in the worship center foyer at each campus. The nomination form will be attached to the qualification of an elder document. Please mail paper nominations to the church office on the Rogers campus to the attention of the elders. The deadline for making a nomination is December 22nd. Please pray for your elders as we initiate the recognition of new elders. Finally, we would like to thank John Dyer and Doug Walker for their many years of faithful service as elders. They have done a phenomenal job of representing you and the Lord well during their tenure. When you see them, thank them for their service and thank you for your participation and help.
1: Morning, Fellowship Fayetteville. Would you do that? Would you please help us during this elder nomination process? And I see Mr. Doug right here. Thank you for your service in leading our church. Can we give Mr. Doug a round of applause? Thank you for that. Well, good morning. Uh, my name is David, and this is Ryan, and we're two of the worship pastors here on Staff Fellowship Fayetteville. And this morning, we're going to hear a lot of stories of um, what people are thankful for in their life. Every year we do a Thanksgiving share service, and we're going to do that uh, this morning in our service. And if we all stop and just pause, we all have so many things in our own lives to be thankful for. We are so blessed as people. And so hopefully by the end of the service today, you walk away with gratitude in your hearts to the Lord because he is worth um, giving giving thanks to. So would you stand with me? I want us to read this prayer together and then we're gonna lift our voices and sing to our creator. So you'll read the people part. This is the day that you have made. Lord, let's read it. Help us rejoice in it and be glad. Remind us of the privileges we enjoy as your people to come into you in these moments, to confess our sins, to receive forgiveness and give it to pray and sing and listen, to renew our fainting spirits, to rest in all your promises. So open our eyes to see you, Lord. Open our ears to hear your word. Visit us through your Holy Spirit and help us celebrate our faith. Amen. Let's lift our voices this morning to our God.
2: And bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name, and sing like never
3: Man, let's give him praise this morning. We get to worship the one true King, and as Dave said earlier, uh, this whole service we're going to be visiting that theme of Thanksgiving, and we have so much to be thankful for, but nothing more than what we're about to read. And so, as I read this short little passage over us, let's try to take this in: and that death is swallowed up in victory. That deserves our Thanksgiving. Jesus Christ.
1: Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, do every morn. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. Sing together with love. All love could remember the no wrongs we have. Omniscient, all all-knowing, It's not their some thrown into a sea. Without bottom or shore. Our saints, there are many. His mercy is Something to celebrate. Praise the Lord. Mercy is more stronger than darkness we have more our sins, they are many. His mercy is more what patience would wait. Constantly, what father so tender is calling us home? He welcomes the weakest, the vilest of the poor. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is good. Praise the Lord. His blood was the payment, His life was the car. We stood neath a debt we could never afford. Our sins, they are many, His mercy. Mercy is more. Praise the Lord, every voice. Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. Father, this morning we thank you for that truth, that your mercy is more than the sins that many, that we all do daily over and over again. But Lord, your mercy is so much more, and Lord, we have every right to give you the glory and honor and praise that you deserve this morning. In me pray, amen.
4: The gift has become an opportunity for us to give back to God during the season of Advent and Christmas. Our Fellowship family has developed a culture of generosity, believing that through the leadership of the Holy Spirit and in obedience to God, our resources can be used to make a difference locally, regionally and globally. Last year, the people of Fellowship gave over $600,000 to the gift which was prayerfully dispersed by the elders to many worthy ministry causes. Throughout the month of December, you will once again have the opportunity to express generosity and gratitude through the gift. Your participation allows our elders to invest strategically in ministries all over the world, potentially including Fellowship Bentonville. You can make your donation online or through special gift envelopes available as you exit our worship centers. Thank you for your continued generosity and the difference you are making in the lives of so many.
5: Good morning, church family. Uh, it's so thankful on this Thanksgiving week to be able to be a part of this Thanksgiving Share Service edition of uh, Fellowship Fayetteville. And I uh, wanted to just acknowledge a few things as we get started this morning. Um, we're going to have a great time walking through a psalm together and reflecting on the goodness of God and what he's done in the life of many of you in 2020. And uh, one of the really cool things I wanted to uh, make you aware of is every year during this season, beginning next Sunday, we have something that we call our Advent devotional uh, resource uh, for you. And so um, you can go online and sign up to receive those. You'll get those early in the morning. And those devotionals are written by one of our staff members. Um, at both of our locations and um, just kind of walk you through the Christ story leading up to his birth as we celebrate Christmas together. So be sure and sign up for those. Um, Also, if you are a family and you need a little direction during that season, our Fayette Kids team, they're they're phenomenal, by the way, at resourcing our families and parents. And uh, this is a guide that they've produced It's an Advent family devotional guide, and so we have these available for you. One per family, please, one per family, and uh, it's an explanation of what Advent is, and it also has a verse, three questions, and a prayer to pray as a family each day uh, leading up to Christ's birth as we celebrate that, and so be sure and pick one of these up um, on the way out today. Um, Well, this is gonna be a a unique service uh, compared to many of our other services. We've... uh, Due to the circumstances of COVID this year, we're actually not going to be passing the mic around the room, if you guys are okay with that. Is that fair? Um, But we have recorded a handful of Thanksgiving videos where um, some of you have shared what you're grateful for this year. And then I've got a couple of those live this morning, and they're ready to share here in a little bit. Uh, We're also going to be walking through a psalm together this morning. But So as we enter into this time of reflection of gratefulness, wanted to bring you into some of those stories that we've collected. And so check these, these testimonies out.
6: Hello, Fellowship Fable. My name is Drew Peterson. Um, and the question that's been asked to me is who would I like to give God thanks for this past year? Um, and to be honest, that's, that's, we want to thank our community group and, and just Fellowship Fable as a whole. Um, I think 2020 has been a year of where it stripped a lot of things away. And it's made us um, rethink how we do a lot of things. And so, when we're not able to meet once a week locally, uh, it's been pretty cool to see our community group be creative in, in how we uh, experience community throughout the week, whether that's through Zoom calls or you know, f- FaceTime t- calls or, or going to a parking lot and having dinner and just hanging out. Uh, it's been fun to see our community group use different ways um, to still have community throughout the week. Uh, My family has had some pretty big life events happen this year. Um, And so it's been really, really encouraging and and loving to see how fellowship as a church um, is just continually poured into us, Um, whether that's through meal trains or bringing meals to our house or or sending us cards. Um, I know my family has felt extremely loved and humbled um, by our community group and just our our church as a whole, as we've seen um, God really show love for us. And so that's something that my family is thankful for this year.
4: Hi everyone. I'm Eric Barnes, and this is my wife, Sam, and our son, Jack.
7: And one way that we have seen Jesus more clearly this year in 2020 is we have seen Jesus's compassion, and we've also seen um, his grace in surrounding us with people in our lives who get to be a part of our story. So uh, we have a wonderful community group that we love, and earlier this year, In Clarity, we were learning about Jesus' miracles. And in church, we discussed the story of Jesus healing the paralytic man. And we specifically talked about his friends who brought the paralytic man to Jesus and the faith of the friends and not just the faith of the man who needed healing. And I would say that for us, we have been on a journey over the past several years of infertility and eventually adoption. And it has been honestly a difficult journey Um, that brought us to being able to have our son Jack, but God used that story of the paralytic man to remind us of how he surrounds us with other people who can believe with us and have faith with us. Um, And so after that sermon, we sat with our community group and honestly, I just cried and said that I was weary of trying to believe of what God could do our story and how he was going to answer these big prayers that we've been praying for years and in that moment the way that our community group surrounded us and loved on us and had faith with us that we felt like the paralytic man and our friends our community group were the people who were lowering us down before jesus in prayer and believing even in the moments where we really struggled to have faith in what god was going to do in our story And so it wasn't right away. It was several months um, of our community group really walking alongside us um, and praying with us. And it's been so sweet. Jack is uh, two and a half months old and we are so grateful for how God has written his story uh, as well as our story and for the ways that God has used community and even the Clarity Series to remind us of his compassion toward us when we feel weak in our faith and his grace to give us people um, who are going to believe with us.
8: I am so thankful that God is on the throne and that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. During this pandemic, it was really difficult to navigate day by day. It seemed like there was a problem all the time. There's was something that, that came up that more cases were coming to the forefront. People were dying and it was frightening. And during that time, scientists, the medical community, when they gave us answers, one day would they say one thing, the next day they'd say another. Getting a handle on this, I found a verse in uh, 1 Corinthians 3.19. And it says, the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the sight of God. And I think that that was something I could get a handle on. And I know that God is the same yesterday and today and forever. And He'd be laughing, looking at all the information we were getting, confusing as it was. I'm thankful that, that He is sovereign. And I'm thankful that he, can, he is the one that can get us through this. It doesn't. Uh, he's not surprised one way or the other that this is here, but he's faithful to be with us and to get us through that if we seek him. Unfortunately, I was seeking man's wisdom
9: and I was sorely disappointed. From 2 Peter 3, 17 through 18. So be on guard, then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to Him, both now and forever, amen. That scripture is really important to me because my wife uh, chose to send me that scripture uh, when I was baptized in March. I I made the decision to fully let God in through baptism uh, in March. And I, I really thought it was a great time just with all of the uncertainty around all of the fear um, that was prompted by COVID-19. I've always um, been wanting to be baptized. And I thought, what a better example, what a better time to show God's grace um, and His love in such a crazy time than to pro- proclaim my, my love for Him and my dedication to the Lord. So. That, that scripture really speaks to me. The person I give thanks for is my um, my newest daughter, Hope, uh, Hope Elizabeth Reagan. Uh, we adopted Hope uh, this year in June, and we've been really struggling for two or three years or so in the adoption system. Uh, we're the victims of adoption fraud. Um, after the fraud took place for our family, it was a, it was a real big struggle, especially for myself and, and my wife, Jody, and. Um, that leads into the second question, who has been your primary person of encouragement? It's It's been my wife. Um, she's really pulled us through uh, hard times and uh, I give her so much credit and I love her so much because when I wanted to quit, she was there to pull me through and without her love, without her faithfulness, um, we wouldn't have hope in our, in our hands in our house this year. So. I'm incredibly thankful for God's grace and um, for the determination of my wife and her just steadfast love and faith. Um, it's just been a really, really big blessing. We, we're grateful that we have something that we can say that was amazing that came out of 2020. And it's, it's all because of God. It's, it's all because of our faith and um, He's a good God and we're meant to suffer through things. And at the time we didn't know why we were suffering but it's, it's very clear to me now. It's very, very clear to me. And I'm, I'm incredibly thankful.
5: Well, I appreciate those who have shared. And if uh, you're joining us on live stream as well this morning, I would encourage you to interact with our online community on uh, Facebook Live and on our fellowship site. And go ahead and begin to share some things that you're thankful for with your uh, online community, with your church family here. And throughout this week, um, just share the simple things that God has done In your life uh, this year. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't celebrate something I'm super grateful for, and it's being able to be in this room with you guys and uh, be able to to worship together as a family of faith. And um, over six years ago, uh, there was construction being done on this site. And one of the things I'm grateful for is those who gave to make this experience happen. Many of those givers were Benton County and Bentonville givers. And I remember uh, signing the beam, one of the the beams that would be hung in our foyer uh, up in Rogers and uh, noting a a verse and signing my name. And we have the opportunity to do the same thing for Bentonville. And so we've actually set up one of those pillars, one of those beams out here as you walk out to your right under the overhang. It's a sanitized area. We have got markers out there. And um, if you've given to that Experience and you've given the initiative to help Bentonville um, happen, we would ask you to put a a verse of promise on there. Sign your name, a, a, a phrase that captures the prayer of your heart for Bentonville, and let's give back to see what God's doing. Construction's underway, and God is doing amazing things through that initiative. Wanted to make you aware of that, and for those that are worshiping online with us, just know that that beam's gonna be out there through Wednesday, and so you can drive up here and do that sometime early this week. As well. Well, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Psalm uh, 111, Psalm 111, and uh, we're gonna walk through this together. And so I'm gonna bring you into my weird mind and how I kind of do some of my devotional time. And so this is gonna be less of a presentation and a teaching and more of here's Clark sitting at his table uh, with his cup of uh, Earl Grey tea. And just doodling in his journal, making a lot of lists and celebrating what God's done. And so we're going to do that in Psalm 111. But I do want to acknowledge that for for many of you, um, this has not been a year that you actually want to remember. And that many of you have experienced things uh, that, that you've never thought you would experience. And the fear and the anxiety and the unknown and the uncertainty and maybe a health crisis or a family crisis or losing a loved one that you weren't able to mourn or grieve. In the way that you wanted to. And I just want to ask you, as I've been asking myself even this week, by faith, even when you don't feel like it, to claim uh, the scripture that we looked at last week. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. To give thanks in all circumstances. And I want to ask you to do that knowing that if you do that, he says, this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus so, this week, in spite of maybe this, the year being not what you thought it would be, I want to ask us all to collectively believe by faith that we are in God's will and we want to give thanks because of that in all circumstances. And so, we're going to do that this morning together as we look at this psalm. This, the psalms are made up of five distinct books. Um, and as you walk through uh, this psalm, you just know this book specifically, or this psalm specifically, is in the fifth uh, book of the psalms. There's a lot of different types of psalms. There's, um, there's psalms of lament or sorrow, where you reflect on something that was lost. There's also um, psalms of praise, psalms of hallelujah. There's what we call messianic psalms, where we look out to this coming king and with hope and to set the world right and to bring things into order as they were meant to be. Um, some of these Psalms that we'll look at today, like I said, they're called Hallelujah Psalms, and this one is specifically a, a Hallelujah Psalm and that expresses thanks for God's works in the world and what he's accomplished, and remember this. if You don't remember anything else related to the Psalms. God expresses his character and manifests his glory Primarily, as you read the Psalms, through his a manifestation of his character in the world, his works, and his word. Those are the three easy W words that help me understand, in general, how God manifests his glory and his character through his world, through his works, and through his word. Um, Psalm 111 is really more of a complement to Psalm One twelve. Psalm one eleven focuses on who God is. It's fun to read it with Psalm one twelve because it it focuses not um, just on the character of God, but one twelve focuses on the character of a godly man and woman. And when you read them together, it makes incredible sense. Um, This psalm specifically, once you get past the hallelujah in uh, verse one there and the praise the Lord, um, there's twenty two lines. And each line begins with a successive letter. It's an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet. It's poetry. And so he set it up to be memorable for you to walk through it in memory and reflection of God's goodness. Um, Right out of the gate, in verse 1 here, he says this. Praise the Lord, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. There's a conscious choice of the will being made. It says, I will give thanks with my whole heart. Heart. You know, in the scriptures, the word heart is simply the center of the mind, the will, and the emotions. It's it's everything that is inside of you that drives you. It's the center of those things. One commentator calls the heart in the scriptures the desire ticker. It's what drives you, it's the centerpiece. He says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Where? In the company of the upright and in the congregation here. Uh, this is most likely uh, referring to a, not just in the company, a smaller place, but in a greater assembly in the congregation, which is what we're doing here this morning. And so what the psalmist is doing is moving from this private devotional piece to this public testimony experience, proclaiming the handiwork of God in the history of Israel. As we'll see some of those specifics here in the minute um, in verse two, great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them, full of splendor and majesty is his work and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. That word work is used, I believe, five times in the whole passage, three times in these verses here. And I want to bring you into just the weird OCD part of my life, Okay. I love lists. How many of y'all do you, you like lists? Like right now, I have a list in my back pocket on a three by five card that I keep in my wallet for those of you that still carry a wallet around. And it's a list of things that I need to prioritize getting done this week. And in my, some of my darker moments in my struggle with lists, I would put little boxes, right, so that I could check them off. You got to check things off the list, it makes you feel like you're accomplishing. Something. And so I've got a few lists I want to invite you into this morning as we consider uh, this psalm. And hopefully these lists are worthy of listing. Um, this first list is um, a description of God's works. Okay, these are the words that describe the works of God. And so if I was uh, journaling and just kind of walking through this passage, I would go, okay, what words are you used to describe the works of God? Great, full of splendor, majestic wondrous and powerful. And this is something else I'd like you to consider doing. For those of you that are in a small group or you're discipling or mentoring someone, if I was walking through this psalm with someone that I was discipling, I would ask this question. I would ask them, paint a picture for me of a scene or a snapshot in your life where these words would be descriptive of that moment to help them understand why would we ever use these words to describe something so that they could personalize uh, this list specifically. Um, so we have a list or a description of what these works of God are, are like. Uh, we also have a description of who God is in this psalm. Our tendency, I know for me, is to come to the passage and say, what is in this for me today, God? What do you have for me? All right, this is the crazy thing about the psalms. He's actually trying to get our focus off ourself and onto him. A better question to ask is, God, who are you in this passage? And this is is the mystery and the awesomeness of what God does, is when we ask that question, we see the world as he sees it, and we now have perspective on our human condition. God, who are you in this passage? He's righteous, he's gracious, he's merciful, he's faithful, just, trustworthy. And awesome. And if I was discipling someone, and we were walking through this psalm together, I would ask the question: How? If you look at the list of those attributes of God. How have you seen God be these things in your life, and interact with God's character and His attributes? There, we also have a list of responses, and we're going to see more of those if we, as we walk through the psalm together. But for sure, there seems to be five here in this passage. So the first one is. What he's doing, he's giving thanks. But then in this little section here, we're to study. They're to be studied. They're to be delighted in. They're to be remembered. And that's part of what we're doing in the assembly or in the congregation today. And then at the very end, there's this idea of responding to the awesomeness of God's character by practicing what he calls the fear of the Lord or the reverence of God the reverence of God. And there seems to be um, at least five specific works of God that are listed here in this psalm. And I wanted to bring them to our attention as we consider what we're grateful for uh, this year. I'll pick it up in verse five there. It says that he provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. We see here in these first two uh, verses here in five and six in this section, we see at least three different specific things are, that are considered the works of God in the salvation history narrative of Israel. The first one would be provision. He provides food for them. And some commentators believe that he's referring to God's provision of manna in the wilderness, that he was going to take care of them day by day by providing something as simple as food for them. I still remember, and I've shared this story before, um, when uh, Pam, I was gonna say when we were pregnant with our first son, when Pam was pregnant with our first son, uh, Nate, uh, in month about seven or eight, um, I started noticing this thing called a medical bill. And those are real, you know? And they started coming in, and you know, sometimes insurance would cover some of it, and sometimes it wouldn't cover everything, and so, um, I went out to the mailbox one day and there was something else other than a bill and it was an envelope and it had no return address on it. And uh, I opened it up and folded in a piece of white paper. It was a pile of $20 bills, about 120 bucks that day. And uh, I'm like trying to find the note and some what, what's going on here. And uh, over the course of four weeks, I received about six of those envelopes in the mail, and they were differing amounts, and the postmarks weren't always the same. There was never a return address, and Doug Walker, Heather, I, to this day, I still don't know who did that, And but what I do know is that for a young couple was living on ministry support, we were having our first child, that was one of my manna lessons, God's provision lessons, And I look back, and as we we finished paying those bills, the amount of cash that we received in the mail during that time was almost to the dollar what insurance hadn't covered. Manna. God's provision. And I always try to remember that story this time of year. Our son, Nate, uh, was born on Thanksgiving. And so it reminds me of God's provision or manna. In our life. So we see provision here. We also see covenant here. This is God's commitment to a relationship with his people, that he would be their God and they would be his people. A covenant that he made with them in Mount Sinai. It may even refer to covenant that as he made with Abraham, that they would be a blessing to the nations and that he would bless them and he would be their God. And we also see here this. Provision or this work of God by giving him land. He says, the inheritance of the nations. This could mean a variety of things, but one thing that he did is he gave them the land of Canaan. When he brought them out of slavery, he gave them a place to live, and he was provider in that way. He provided them with a place of rest and freedom. We go on to see in verse 9 here, he says this, or verse 7 the works of his hands are faithful. And just All his precepts are trustworthy, and he's beginning to reveal this, this other work of God that we call his word. It says his precepts are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. And then we see another work. He sent redemption to his people, and he's commanded his covenant forever, holy and awesome. Is his name. And so we understand here that he's most likely referring for them in their salvation history, the giving of the law, the giving of these precepts to give them a guide to walking in fellowship and in covenant with him. It's what we call God's word. And we also see a reference here uh, to redemption. Uh, for them, they had a definitive uh, redemption story that was rooted in the Exodus event as God set them free from slavery under Pharaoh, and then brought them through the wilderness and into the promised land. It may well, for the current reader at the time, is referred to maybe freedom out of Babylonian captivity or other um, deliverances that they had experiences. And so we see for sure five works of God here in this passage, five uh, very specific works of God. And he's given them provision. He's given them covenant. He's given them land, he's given them word, and he's given them redemption. And this is what I want you to hear this morning. This is something really, really insightful because of the work of Jesus. That in Christ, we've been given these five works on our behalf. We've been given these things. He's, we've not just been given manna or money in envelopes, but we've been given the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. We've also been given the blood of the new covenant. It has been poured in our place so that we could be right with God, and that's a promise that we have in Christ so that now we're in covenant relationship with God because of what Christ has done for us. We've also been given this, uh, not just inheritance of the nations in terms of land, but We've been given a spiritual inheritance. God is preparing a place for us now that we would dwell with him and we would be his people. We've been brought into that promise, that experience. It's a rest, if you will, that the Hebrew writer talks about. We've been brought into that rest experience. Um, We've also been given the word. It says he is the living word. It says in John 1 that he is the Word, and the Word was God and was with God, and Jesus has now become the physical manifestation of those scriptures, and then for all of us, we have our own exodus story, right? Our redemptive event, as we look back on what God did, is he brought us out of spiritual slavery from sin, and he's put our feet on a rock and set us free from the bondage of that sin through the cross, and so for us this week as a family of faith, I want to encourage you to respond in a specific way um, with your family this week. And I've given you four questions on the screen. And if uh, we could pull those up, um, I'd like you to go ahead and, if you have your phone, this is your time to. You have the freedom to take take your phone out, take a snapshot of the screen here, and I want to let these questions serve as a reminder to you on God's works on your behalf. Um, through our clarity experience uh, this year? How specifically have you seen Jesus more clearly in 2020? Uh, What verse or passage from our clarity study has God used to grow you this year? Who would you like to give thanks for to God this year? Who's been your primary person of encouragement? And then finally, what particular way have have you seen God work In your small group this year, many of us have done small groups in a lot of creative ways, but this is a way to acknowledge how God has been gracious to us this year. Would you pray with me? Father, uh, thank you for the goodness of your Son on our behalf. Thank you for the works that you've accomplished on our behalf, and we give you praise. And we consider how great you are right now in song and praise.
1: Would you stand with us? Let's sing this together. Sing to our great God. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout verse display, Then sings. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee,
2: how great thou art, how great Mm -hmm. thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art.
1: when I think that God is Son, not sparing, sent Him to die, I scarce can take me. that on the cross, my burning gladly bearing, He bled and he
2: Savior God, to Thee, how great Thou art! How great Thou
5: art! Selamat sore, keluarga kami ingin mengucapkan syukur karena ada kemitraan antara Fellowship dan kami dalam pelayanan di Asia Tenggara. Kami sangat bersyukur atas semangat dan dukungan yang sudah diberikan kepada kami oleh jemaat fellowship, baik dalam doa maupun
8: perhatian kebutuhan kami. Salah satu berkat yang sudah kami
3: nikmati adalah the village. Kami sangat berterima kasih karena kami mer- sudah merasa seperti di rumah kami sendiri. Sementara kami berada di Northwest Arkansas.
4: Terima kasih banyak,
0: Talosha.
3: Mari kita berdoa. Ya Allah, Tuhan kami, kami sangat bersyukur atas setiap orang di jemaat ini.
0: Dan terima
7: kasih, Tuhan, untuk menggunakan keuangnya dan doanya dari badanmu. Agar kami punya kesempatan untuk melayani orangmu.
3: Engkau menggunakan badanmu. Untuk menyediakan tempat tinggal Untuk keluarga kami
7: Kami bersyukur ada tempat Untuk membawa pulang bayi kami
3: Kerana Tuhan akan terus Menunjukkan kami semua Bagaimana engkau ingin menggunakan kami Sebagai kaki dan
6: tanganmu
7: Semua dalam Nama instalasi judul Kami, amin
6: Hati Keluarga kami sangat penuh dengan rasa syukur atas kemurahan hati yang kami mengalami dari orang di FPC setiap kali kami pulang ke Amerika. Dan Tuhan dengan setia terus menyediakan semua yang kami perlukan. Bukan hanya kebutuhan Eric dan saya, tetapi juga dan mungkin khususnya kebutuhan anak-anak kami. Melihat penyediaan Tuhan bagi mereka, membuat hati kami Sebagai orang tua, sangat bersyukur.
3: Uh, ya, yeah, benar. Kami sangat bersyukur kami dapat melihat Tuhan bekerja baik di sini dan di mana kami melayani di Asia dan bahwa kami dapat berperan untuk membuatnya dikenal di antara orang yang belum terjangkau.
10: Bonjour, fellowship. Nous sommes l'école vivant en Afrique du Nord-Ouest. Nous sommes tellement reconnaissants pour cette église, pour nos amis, pour nos dirigeants. Pour nos guerrières de prière, c'est vraiment une bénédiction
3: de faire partie d'une église qui aime Dieu et aime les autres. Vous
10: nous manquez tout et nous adorons avec vous en Afrique aujourd'hui. Je
7: vous remercie des Thessaloniques. Je vous remercie de be vie et de la vie. Je vous remercie de la vie de Ao kadani ya ye jirani kelakao ye. Kauka kanya jirani barabaye ani au jigisiglambe an matigi esu kusita. Kanchugomina anbe mela obe la anfa a la koro tumabe. Ani che fellowship.
5: Au revoir. It's a reminder that your generosity and prayers here changes things there, uh, both near and far. And so thank you for your generosity. And as we celebrate God's work around the world, I even received a report um, this week about, I believe it was one of the countries that some of those uh, couples serve in, that, that of uh, quite a few folks turning from their sin and turning to Christ and trust him for redemption. And so we celebrate that. That good news this past week. Um, I didn't want to miss the chance. I have asked a couple of folks to share this morning, um, just live, and so one of those is uh, Doug Walker. And Doug, if you could stand where you're at, and uh, Doug, uh, you're one of our elders, you're rolling off our elder board, and I' um, uh, so thankful for you and Heather's friendship and leadership in our church. And um, I'm going to stop talking before I get emotional, Doug. And so um, thank you for your friendship and prayers. And uh, Doug had a few things he wanted to share with us this morning.
10: Good morning, everyone. So uh, really thankful for this church body. Uh, Logan, great to see you, brother. Um, And, um, you know, it's been uh, an interesting year for me as well. Um, We've all gone through really uh, challenging times in 2020. And uh, for me, I was uh, laid off from uh, my job I had for 27 years. And uh, for 15 months now, I've not had a job, but you know what? God is good and God provides, and I am learning a lot in this season. And I love what Jesus says to His disciples. He says, "Take heart, take heart. Uh, in this world, you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. Do not fear." And um, you know, as I'm going through the season, and now we're entering the season of gratitude. I'm just so thankful for so many of the blessings that God provides uh, to me, to us during the season. And I just wanted to take the time right now to say that I am thankful for this body. I'm thankful for God's people. Uh, I'm thankful for God's Word. God's Word is an incredible ointment to my soul during this season. Uh, it's an incredible ointment many other times, but boy, when you're going through trials, God's, God's, uh, God's Word is incredibly rich uh, to you at that time, and so I'm thankful for God's word, uh, and then I'm thankful for uh, my family. I just would say that I'm um, thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. Um, you know, at times that I go, okay, what's what's the next chapter going to be? Uh, my wife says, "Hey, Doug, raise your gaze, raise your gaze, raise your gaze to Jesus. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus." And it reminds me of one of my favorite scriptures, Clark where uh, Stephen is about to be stoned. I mean, Stephen has uh, shared basically the history of Israel again in front of all the, the Pharisees, and it says that they're gnashing their teeth. They're so angry at him when they're about ready to stone him. And it says that Stephen lifted his eyes to heaven. It said he lifted his eyes to heaven. And one of the things it says later as he's being stoned is it says that Jesus is standing at the right hand of God. Now, most places in Scripture, it says that Jesus is sitting. He's completed the work, and he's sitting by the Father. But this one says he's standing by God. And for me, as an advocate for us, as trials or things that we go through— Jesus is standing there for us. He is there as an advocate. He's there to help support them. And that meant a tremendous amount to me. So I'm incredibly thankful to my Savior. I'm very thankful that he's coming again. I'm very thankful for this body. And uh, my heart overflows. And as it says in Psalms 23, that my head has been anointed with oil and my cup overflows. And I have my cup overflowing more than I could ever imagine. I'm very thankful.
5: Thank you, Doug. And thank Doug for his service as an elder these years. One of the things that you may or may not be aware of is this place gets pretty wild on Sunday nights uh, with our college students. And so I've asked Ashton Stevens, as just a representative of our uh, college student experience here, to just share some things that God's taught her this year and uh, just Yeah, you can go ahead and just step up right here, Ashton, um, and uh, just a uh, huge thanks in terms of uh, my role here at Fellowship. I get to watch the college team with, uh, with Garland and Elise and Josh and, and Ryan uh, serve our college community, and so much of your generosity is paying off as we're seeing the Great Commission fulfilled in mobilizing students to go all around the globe. And so we want to celebrate that. And so Ashton, you had a few things you wanted to share with us this morning.
11: Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, like you said, my name is Ashton. Um, I'm currently a senior right now at the University of Arkansas. Um, so when asked the question how I've seen Jesus more clearly this year, um, I honestly had no idea where to start. Uh, I think that pretty much everyone in here can say that it's been quite a wild year um, full of pretty abrupt and mostly unwanted changes. Um but as we dug deeper into our Clarity Series this year, I, um, or I should say the Lord has been <laughs> gracious and very patient with me and um, showing me the significance of digging into his word and relying on the words of God um, and that alone. And I began to realize as the year went on that I had spent the first 21 years of my life uh, building up these kingdoms um, that were ultimately just for me. Um, And I had given so much significance to those kingdoms um, and all too often worshipped them. And uh, over the course of this year, I saw the majority of those kingdoms just one by one start letting me down. Um, They were inconsistent. They were unfaithful. um, They changed or altogether just disappeared. Um, And through that, uh, the Lord has shown me how to rejoice when things are given, um, but in the exact same way rejoice when things are taken away. And uh, what that's looked like for me this year is learning how to find uh, rest just by abiding in Him and staying still and slowing down and uh, desiring His peace and just listening to Him more. Um, it's looked like casting my anxieties on Him, um, all of my anxieties, because He is He's my King. He's my Redeemer who died and was resurrected for that exact purpose. Um, And it's looked like just focusing on one step of obedience at a time um, and not worrying of anything past that, um, but just pursuing his will and not my own. Um, There's one prayer that I've prayed alongside um, my friends that I've walked through this year with, um, and we've prayed it every day. It's, um, Father, strip things away. Keep taking things away until you are the only thing that remains um, so that I can actually see that you are enough for me. Um, And that word enough has kind of been a a theme this year. Um, You know, I've been told Jesus is enough, and I told myself that. But um, it's been different this year, fully grasping what that word enough means. Um, Understanding that Jesus has all of the power to take away all those earthly sufferings and pain. um, But whether he chooses to or not, he is still my sustainer. He is still my pure sustenance, and he is where all of my hope is. Um, and I will continue to pray that prayer every day, and I know that he'll continue to be faithful in responding to it and, and taking all of these, these other kingdoms away um, so that I can continue to see more of who he is um, more clearly um, and recognize that he is enough and continue to rejoice in that.
5: Thank you so much, Ashton. Give Ashton a hand. Yeah. It's a dangerous prayer to pray, Ashton. I don't know if I'd want to pray that, but he is our bread of life. And uh, he's been good to us this year as a church. And so uh, I don't want you to uh, forget uh, this week to celebrate that with your family and the friends and those near you. And we're gonna take this just these last few minutes together. We're gonna reflect on God's goodness uh, through song. And we're also going to uh, celebrate communion together. And so many of you were able to pick up communion as you walked through the doors this morning. And uh, these are the instructions I wanna give you. Um, As you feel led... Take communion over these next seven or eight minutes. We're not going to take it together after this. So as you feel led, take it as you reflect on God's works and his goodness in your life.
2: All my life you have been faithful
3: sing this together. It's an amazing grace.
2: Amazing grace.
5: Fellowship, it's been a great morning together. And if uh, you're carrying a weight or a burden of prayer right now, and you need that, uh, just so you know, we have our prayer room available to your right through these doors. And we have um, a couple back there ready to pray for you. Know that that's available for you right now. Um, And I wanted us to just end our time by ending the psalm, reading the last verse together. And so would you read this with me? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever and his praise does endure forever. We love you, fellowship. Have a great Thanksgiving week.